Well, good morning. My name is Odell and I'm on the staff team at Central. And we are continuing this week to look at the life of David. Andy uh, introduced us to that last week. The title of this morning is We Are Not Afraid. And I don't know when you hear that title, what it makes you think or feel. Maybe for some of you, you think, yeah, I'm not afraid of anything. And others of you think, I feel afraid all the time right now, particularly in the situation and the season that we are in. This morning, we are going to be hovering around some verses um, in the Bible. And it's a very familiar story. But my hope and prayer is that even though this story is familiar, and you may well have heard these verses a number of times, that actually you will receive and hear a powerful, fresh revelation from God today. So why don't I pray before we open God's word together? Heavenly Father, I thank you that we can come together online. May our hearts and our minds be open to hear from you this morning, we pray. Amen. If you want to turn in your Bible to 1 Samuel 17, you are very welcome to, but it will also come up on the screen. So we're going to start at verse 20 through to 23. Early in the morning, David left the flock in the care of a shepherd, loaded up and set out as Jesse had directed. He reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle positions, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines facing each other. David left his things with the keeper of the supplies, ran to the battle lines and asked his brothers how they were. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance and David heard it. Now let's just have a bit of background and context to the start of this story. David, who we know from Andy, had been anointed uh, to be king one day. But right now, Saul is still king. And David has two roles. He is an armour bearer for Saul the king, which basically means when Saul is having a bad day, he contacts David. David comes and plays a beautiful tune on his lar, which is a U-shaped harp, for any of you that didn't know. And um, that calms Saul down. So he's very familiar with the royal court and, and all that goes on within that space. But the other role that David has is he's a shepherd and he is a tough, wild man, very much at home on the hillside, tending and looking after the sheep. But when he receives this call from his father to go, he reacts and responds immediately. When he goes to where his brothers are, What's really significant is he reads the situation very quickly. His brothers, along with the Israelites and Saul, are crippled by fear. Fear of the Philistine army, fear of the giant and the giants that they're facing. Saul is the one that actually, in his role, should have been ready to challenge and to come up against that giant. But as Philip Keller puts it, Saul is too terrified and as a result his followers have become like their leader. This is something that has occurred because Saul has stopped focusing on doing things in God's strength and he's trying to do it on his own and getting nowhere. If we look at ourselves 
Aren't we at times faced by situations, maybe every day for some of you, that bring fear and anxiety, where we feel and look like the Israelites and Saul? We can all think of times where that has been the case, where we felt so crippled by fear, we feel powerless, intimidated, paralysed to do anything. But David shows us a different way. And he is the one who points us to Jesus. Now, I remember a time when I was driving back to university. I was driving back in my red Fiat Uno. Yes, I am that old. And um, I'm doing a familiar drive. I've done it many times before, done it in the daytime, done it in the evening. Wasn't faced by that at all. I liked this route. It was like more kind of cross country, no streetlights, very limited phone signal. Driving along no problem at all when suddenly my car stops try the ignition won't work try anything I can in that moment I feel pretty fearful I have one of those internal conversations with myself I'm hoping I'm not the only one that does that where I end up saying to myself what am I going to do I can't just stay here anyway in that moment as I'm sitting there and feeling quite fearful and anxious suddenly there's a on my window and all I can see is a torch and two eyes looking at me in that moment, I feel petrified. All manner of things go through my thoughts and in my head and in my heart at that moment. I am so paralysed by that fear, I can't even wind down my window to be able to speak to the person that is there. And what felt like an eternity was probably only a few moments. But I had to show real courage to be able to wind down my window. Yes, it was an old car, no electric windows to just that much to be able to say hello to the person that was there. And what greeted me was a man who was a farmer in the local area, a very thick accent, I won't try and do it, don't worry, um, who said to me, you can't stop there, love. Now, of course, I knew I couldn't stop there, but I didn't know how to get out of the situation. Long story short, he called the AA. He um, calmed me down. He said to me, sit there, don't move, only open your window a little way we will get you out of this. And I did eventually get back to university with my car all in one piece. But I felt powerless. And when I think about that story right now, even though it might feel like quite an insignificant example of fear, I can still feel that same fear that I felt there. Maybe for you, it's something that's happened today, this week. I know when I look back over my life, I think of big moments and small moments that have still brought about fear when I went into the hospital to have my two children, when I started a new job, when I lost a loved one, when I looked at a bank account and thought, I don't know how this is gonna work. Maybe for you, actually, it's right now you're thinking, I can't do another day in my flat on my own. Or you're a parent who's thinking, I don't know how I can do more homeschooling with my children when I don't even understand it myself. Whatever it may be, we can take hope in the fact that just like the Israelites, David was encouraging them to look to God and we can do the same thing. And it's through that that we can then have courage to be able to step out of those moments of fear. Our influence needs to be when we feel afraid to come to Jesus, to come to him. Lockdown is really hard. This season that we're in is really hard. Maybe compared to some people in other parts of the world, it's not as hard. But right now, for a number of us, it feels really tough. 
And I was talking to a friend about that the other day. And I said, I don't know how people get through it without Jesus. Because over these last few eight weeks, on some days, that has been the only thing that has enabled me to keep getting through it and to keep pressing on and persevering. Maybe that is why we are hearing and seeing that more people are searching on Google about prayer, joining online um, services and gatherings. If that's how you've come across us this morning out of a moment of desperation where you've been typing and searching, you are so welcome. We are glad and hope that you stay with us this morning. But if we go back to this scene at the camp, what we find out in other verses is that David's brothers, when David arrived, are really embarrassed that he's there, their little brother. They haul insults at him, which could completely derail him, but it doesn't. It doesn't deter him. In fact, he is spurred on by his sense and sensitivity of, um, of God's spirit that he knows he needs to be there and he needs to act and he needs to show the Israelites that actually with God, they can face this very real fear. Fear is a natural human emotion. Some of us are maybe more fearers than fighters, but it's a very real emotion that all of us will face at some point if we haven't already, but many of us will have done in different ways. But David shows us and reminds us that we don't have to be slaves to that fear. Instead, we can, with God's strength, face them every single day. It goes on in 1 Samuel 17, verse 32 to 37 to say, David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight on, fight him, sorry. Saul replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man. And he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. I love not only the strength that David shows in this moment, but also that he speaks with such authority. Saul thinks he's totally crazy to think that he can actually face this giant. A simple shepherd boy. David's exterior would not be, uh, you know, the first choice when it would come to be facing this opposition. But David gives him hope when he says in a calm and unshakable declaration of quiet confidence, he will because he trusts that his Lord will act for him. Saul is the one that should have been the natural challenger. And instead, what happens in this moment is he almost sees an opportunity to say, OK, then you want to go for it, David. But bye then. Go for it. An easy way out for Saul. Maybe sometimes we've had moments where we have felt fear and afraid and actually we have looked for 
uh, a way to get out of it. And sometimes that is what happens. But actually, when we fight those very real emotions head on, when we face that fear, our faith grows and our faith is like a muscle. And in this moment, we know that David can do this because he believes in God. He believes in his identity being rooted in God. He believes in the truth of words in scripture like Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. But he also uses his previous experiences. I'm sure the first time David was on a hill faced by a lion and a bear, he was petrified. But what's interesting is that at this moment, when he comes to defeat Goliath, that has been a whole six years since he was anointed to actually be a king. He's still not a king yet. He has spent years learning, growing, relying on God. And those experiences are helping him and holding him in good stead. His heart's cry, David's heart's cry is for God to get the glory through all of this that we don't become fixated on the giants and the challenges, but actually we look to God. And in verse 45 to 47, David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's and he will give all of you into our hands. As we've already said, our response when we are afraid needs to be rooted in knowing who we are in God and trusting him. Something that might sound really simple and it is quite simple, but it's not easy. And it takes day after day, sometimes week after week of persevering, of taking that courage, of pressing on and pressing in. Eugene Peterson, in his book, The Long Obedience in the Same Direction, says that the problem with so many Christians, when they become Christians or in their faith journey, think it's meant to be easy. That's not true. It's the best life being a Christian, but it doesn't always mean that it's easy. It's hard, but it's so much easier when we actually keep our eyes fixed on God and we remember the truth of what David is reminding us in this passage. He goes on to beat the Philistine. He goes on in verse 50. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone without a sword in his hand. He struck down the Philistine and killed him. I remember uh, a little while ago now, I was in a very unusual situation. I had two years before I went to university, uh, two gap years, and I was in a creative arts team and I was uh, one of nine in the team and we were traveling around the British Isles in Europe. As a part of the time when we were in Europe, um, we had to go between different countries and we had a minibus and a van. I was one of the van drivers, a long wheel transit van that had all of our kit in. And um, in this moment, we are driving through Geneva, 
get to the official border crossing, go through no problem. I'm not driving at this point, I'm just a passenger. That's all fine. We arrange the next day to meet the minibus at a point on the map. I'm in the van with somebody else who's driving. We get there a bit earlier than the minibus. When we get there and when we arrive, we obviously look a little bit suspicious because what we did not realise is that this was an unofficial border crossing. And suddenly what we realised when somebody came over to us and spoke in a different language that we didn't understand is that we didn't have all the right paperwork that we should have had. And so we got taken away and we had to um, fill in some stuff. We had to pay a fine and it all got sorted out, but felt quite um, there was a, there was fear in that moment. There was unknowns. There was uh, challenges that we were facing. But a couple of weeks later, I'm driving the van. We are traveling between two different countries, different ones now, Hungary and Slovakia at that time. And the minibus is in front of us. They go through the official border crossing, no problem. We have got the same paperwork. We know we've now got all the right paperwork that we need to, to be able to cross between these countries and do what it is we were meant to be doing, going and working in schools, etc. But what happens in this moment is that the minibus goes through, I then drive up, I go to get out the paperwork because I'm now driving the van. And the guy says, whilst he's holding a very large gun, words that I do not understand, didn't understand a language and the language. And suddenly we were told to basically go and sit in a car park. In that moment, the, the fear that I'd felt at the unofficial border seemed insignificant. I'm now seeing the rest of our team uh, through high barbed wire fences and thinking, how are we going to get out of this? What are we going to do? We can't speak the language. We haven't got any money. We can't communicate with people. What are we going to do? We pray. There's nothing else for us to do. Now, at times we try everything else first, don't we? And then we come to prayer. What we should be doing, and I remind myself of this, is coming to prayer first, coming to God first. And so there wasn't any fancy language or fancy words. It was just crying out to God. How do we get through this? We trust you, but what are we going to do? And long story short, six hours later and um, a change of the guards at that border crossing and a sense in our spirit that we should go and reverse out of that car park and join the queue and try again, we go through no problem. I don't know what happened and why that happened, but what I do know is my faith grew in that moment. As I drew on previous experiences, as I cried out to God, as I didn't let my fear take over, but instead I gave my fear to God and I brought it to him in prayer. I suddenly had a peace in that moment and in that situation. How about us? How about you this morning? We can battle in our insecurities, maybe around our identity. We can hide, shrink down, we can face these situations on our own or we can, like Saul was, or we can face them with God like David does. We can be afraid by the situations and circumstances or we can use them to uh, to build our faith. And what we need to be remembering through this story is David is wanting us to keep looking to God. We know 
that what Jesus then did later on in the New Testament is to die on a cross so that the victory was won, so that every single giant that we face now, he has already faced it for us. He's paid that price. He's gone before. He's given us a way to be able to just keep coming to him every single day. Of course, we still feel fearful at times, afraid and scared, and we let that take over sometimes. I say to my six-year-old, fear is a very natural and normal reaction, but it doesn't need to be our only response because we are all facing giants, maybe for some of us every day. But as we bring them to God and as we pray and come to him, we can actually make the most of these opportunities for our uh, fear to shrink down and our faith to rise and increase and for our courage, the courage that we need to be the thing that we draw on every single day. I read this quote the other day, courage doesn't always roar, sometimes quiet. Courage is the quiet voice at the end of the day saying, I will try again tomorrow. How do we respond to this today? Maybe you're somebody who um, has felt that actually you've not been able to step out of your comfort zone right now because you're feeling fearful about something. Maybe you were asked to be involved in um, the Alpha course leading one of our groups. Maybe you wanted to invite a friend, but you just felt crippled by the fear of what happens if they say no and what happens if I don't get it right and I can't work out how to do it online. We would encourage you to give it to God and to show courage. Maybe for you, you are somebody who is joining us for the first time. You stumbled across us or a friend invited you. And actually, you are wrestling with faith at the moment. That is what our online Alpha courses are for. We would encourage you to join one of those so that you can, in a helpful space and place, have those discussions and have and find some answers to your questions. Maybe for some of you this morning, the real fear is actually around coronavirus. What happens if I get this virus? What happens if a loved one gets this virus? It's a very real fear. We don't know a lot of the stuff that is around this. We're still learning every single day. But what I do know is that God is and can bring us peace in these moments of real fear and anxiety. And as we continually pray and petition to him, we are going to see breakthrough. Maybe for you, it's the fear of losing a job and the sense of identity that comes with that or losing an income. And what will that mean for your home or your situation? God promises to provide for you. He promises to never um, let us go without. And so just like he did for David, when David swung that slingshot, he provided for him and he can provide for you today. We don't need to stay in those places of fear and be afraid. Instead, we can find out what it means to trust God and face tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Maybe it's the isolation that's bringing you fear. It does make us feel powerless and frustrated, but it's the promise in the Bible that he will never leave us or forsake us that we need to hold on to.
And so maybe you're a part of one of our communities. We'd encourage you to speak to somebody in your community about how you are feeling following this this morning. Or maybe you would just really like somebody to pray with you. And we've got the live prayer option, which you'll see on the screen. We would really encourage you to do that. But while we go into the final part of our gathering now, I'm just going to pray for us so that we can respond in the way that is right for us. So Heavenly Father, as we listen to this time of worship right now, I ask and pray that you would go um, before us, that you would remind us that you are with us every single day. We can face any giant and fear and challenge that comes our way if we do it in and through and trusting you. Amen.